Welcome to the New Author Podcast, a weekly podcast diary starring Jerry Evanoff. That's true. I guess if we just sit here in silence, nobody's going to listen. And Rich Casey. I don't think there's ever been a Grateful Dead album I haven't liked. Join them weekly as they talk about writing, publishing, and marketing their books. They'll talk about their successes, their failures, and everything in between. And there will be tangents. Many, many tangents. Sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is Monday, June 25th, 2023. This is episode number 223. I am one of the hosts of this podcast, Jerry Evanoff, and joining me, as he does each week, is Rich Casey. Rich, how are you? I'm doing well. Maybe I look a little bit red in the face. I was outside for a few hours uh, doing a little bit of weeding before the podcast, and it's 111 degrees heat index here. Oh, and my. I'm, I've never been so happy that I don't live in Texas because it's worse in Texas and their power is going out all the time. Really? Ooh. Yeah, because they uh, they deregulated their power uh, grid uh, years ago, I guess, and they've been having all kinds of troubles because of that. Uh, so luckily, I still live in a state that's that's right has a regulated grid, and it generally stays up, even, a, even during the high heat. I have a coworker who lives in Houston. I work with pretty. I pretty much work with her every day. I wonder how she, how she's doing. Yeah, I, I, I don't. This year so far, I haven't heard a lot of really bad things. There was a year or two ago where they just like had hundreds of thousands of people were out of power. They had a they had a blizzard in like May or something ridiculous. Okay, yeah, that's right. It was in, it was. In I, don't, I don't know if it was May, but it, they had a blizzard when they didn't expect to and it well i guess in texas you never expect to no, but uh, right. i think it took down a lot so right um, right so i have a little bit of news for you okay. um this involves one of your neighbors uh you're gonna have to let him know that i traded him yesterday to uh. <laughs> another team and luckily uh the team i traded i told the guy i said this this you know i hope he's not upset about this and he said well tell him that he traded him to a a person who has the same first name as him and i think that oh would okay probably, okay probably go over better so yeah, well, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron's not been having the, a great year, but then neither is Philadelphia. Uh, right. Uh, they, they're just kind of so-so. Uh, I think if I'm, my neighbor was telling me, who's kind of plugged in more with the Nolas than I am, uh, was telling me that I think this is Aaron's contract year, so he'll be uh, he'll be looking to get a new contract or go to some other team. Uh, yeah, I don't after, know if you want to have a. I don't know if you want to be cart a four and a half ERA on, on a contract. Yeah, but you know, to, to me that sounds horrible. But pitching is just the management of pitching is so weird this this in this modern era that you just you know you don't know you know what what people and are really looking for. They did switch in the National League to the designated hitter, I think, last year, so that did inflate ERAs. Right. I used to draft in my fantasy baseball. I used to try to draft as many National League pitchers as possible because they basically only pitch, they only faced eight guys in the lineup instead of nine. Right. And, uh, right. Now they have a DH. So, all right. And it's hard so to say. Team. Yeah, it's hard to say what what, what his problem. I'm not sure he has a problem because if you look at his strike strikeout to uh, based on ball ratio, it's really good and it always has been really good. And he gets a lot of strikeouts. So, I don't know if he's got doesn't have great fielders behind him or if he just likes to serve up home run balls, which strikeout pitchers tend to do. You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're throwing it hard and they're throwing it in the strike zone. So. Right. Right. Uh, I was just going to pull up his stats because I was really curious about that. Because I did trade him knowing that he had a four and a half uh, ERA, but I guess I don't know much about the rest of his stats. It's not a league that I particularly like being in. Um, right. and I may not join it next year. Oh, he's their number one pitcher. I mean, he's got 
I know people are loving this. He's got 98 strikeouts, only 26 walks. That's pretty good. Opponent batting average, only 220. I guess it's pretty good, except for that ERA. I think everything else is probably good. Right, and, and I think his whip is uh, is pretty good. It's just a little over one, or it was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's the team. It's more of the team than anything else. I think. Sounds like it. Uh, yeah, 1.07. That's a really good whip. Wait, why did I trade him now that I look at that? <laughs> that wasn't a bad move. Um, all right, so that's our that's our sports segment that I know everybody looks forward to, all the writers out there. Um, let me get into, speaking of sports and stats, let me get into my stats. Um, for me, book two is up 5,498 words to 39,700. And I think the first draft of the first book that I wrote in this series was around 39,000. It ended up around 80,000. So I'm pretty much on pace of where I was with the first book, which is, makes me feel good. Um, uh, in the space opera, I'm up 201 wor- words to uh, 1687. I think those are the same stats from last week. I didn't change this. Um, I did work on chapter two a little bit. I wanted to, We talked last week about POVs and whether I should have multiple POVs. So I, I immediately went in and changed on Monday. I think it was Monday night, the POV from the uh, for, for chapter two to be from the brother's point of view. Basically, the, the chapter one is the sister's POV. It's her regular world of escaping from the Galactic Command because they do that all the time. It's kind of their their ordinary world, their normal life. And then chapter two is going to be from the brother's ordinary world where all of a sudden it's going to end with her landing in his backyard and picking him up. And that's going to be kind of the inciting incident for both of them. So that's kind of how I'll do it in terms of a, a hero it, it was funny after we talked about that on Monday about whether it's, it's good or bad to have multiple POVs. I saw it during the week on Facebook in, in some of the uh, some of the writing groups, at least a half a dozen different people asked about POVs and whether you can have multiple POVs. <laughs> so, yeah. There must have been something in the air. Yeah, probably. Um, sounds like it. Um, okay. Um, my mailer light is up one to 977. And I have worked out what I'm going to do with mailer light going forward. And I will talk about that. Uh, later on in the podcast. My Facebook stats, I'm actually up two to 204. I know one of them was you, because I think you were able to follow me pretty quick after we talked last week. Um, right, yeah. The other one... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I did that. I went to the page, and I there's that big follow button that I just have never seen before. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, I hit that. And I'm yeah. seeing your stuff, too. So it's actually serving it to me. Good. So that okay. So that, that actually helps us between in terms of Facebook's uh, follows versus likes. Right. Um, a like doesn't necessarily show you the the the, uh, the you know the post and that kind of thing. Where a follow looks like it does. Right. Right. Um, in terms of my Facebook last week, I made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight posts, counting the one from today. They weren't the greatest in the world. Um, although the the one I did that I really I really wanted to do this just more for fun than, oh, I have content for my Facebook, was the one where I said, uh, people of my age or around my age, um, when I say 1980s rock, what is the first song that pops into your head? And I was really curious. I did this kind of with some friends about six months ago where I, I think I texted five different friends. Three of them said the same answer. It was the same thing that I was thinking also, which surprised me. But it, when I did this, I think only one or two people said pour some sugar on me by Def Leppard, which is what I expected. I don't. Did you answer? I don't remember what you said. I did answer, and I can't remember what uh, first thing that popped into my was head. Was it Tom Sawyer? No. Um, wasn't Rush? Okay. Somebody answered Rush. Yeah, I can't remember what I answered. And I can't get to the responses from where I'm at here, so I'm, I'm not going to worry about it too much. I did a, a, a couple other kind of, you know, old, oldies, you know, Alf and Night Court kind of posts, and and um, 
I, I made a little joke about Ice Ice Baby later in the afternoon. Uh, and then, I, you know, I posted about a favorite YouTube video that really didn't get much. Um, and then I, okay, here's the interesting one. I posted on Friday, good morning, I have a request if you bought my book and liked it, or if you, you know, bought it and didn't necessarily like it, can you go give me a review on Amazon? And I kind of made a little joke that said, you know, I, I have two reviews, two ratings, and one of them is a one star, and I'm way too adorable to get one star. And I went to it maybe a couple hours after I made that post, and I had a second five star from somebody who I, pre, you know, whoever it was, if it's somebody who listens to the podcast, I appreciate it. But the one star was gone, and then I had a third five star. So I don't know if that person went in and took away their one star and made it a five, or they just took away their one and somebody else gave me a five. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? Uh, was there a re actual review, or just they just left the stars? No, just the stars. You know what I've seen in the past, and this may have been what happened, is uh, people confuse what the top of the scale is. Uh, they go in and they leave a one star, thinking that it is the highest that you can leave because it's you know number one. Um, and and the way you know people have confused it is you'll see a one star review. But then the comments that they make are just glowing about the book. You know they've screwed up. So yeah, I, I actually didn't realize. I don't know if you can go. Yeah, I think you can, in fact, go back and edit your reviews. So, yeah. In fact, I've seen and people that, do that. And I just looked and actually the, somebody left a, a review. So I have two. I have three five-star reviews and two, two actually. I'm sorry. Three five-star ratings and two actually written reviews. Okay. Um, so that it works out well. I mean, I'm glad that, that one star is gone. Um, I, I think, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot with this series, what I want to do with it. I really want to try to get book clubs at some point and they don't particularly care for Amazon Kindle. I, I think they give them to them, but I think, you know, unofficially your chances are probably higher if you're wide over um, KDP. Right. So, so I may, you know, I think when I get the third book done and I make a, a box set out of it, I may pull everything out of and just try to get some, uh, book bubs on that on the box set maybe for a little while and if i don't then i can put it back and if i i don't know yet i know the box set is good i actually went and did a little bit of um, um paul teague book stocking if that's a, a word that i can use because he has a nine book series and he has three well he has a nine book series he has the individual books and i thought well how did he price everything so right. i found um on i went to his his amazon page and it looks like books one through six are 99 cents Books one through nine are nine ninety nine, four through six are seven ninety nine, seven through nine are seventy nine nine, and then the books themselves are three ninety nine each. There is no one through three series, so it looks like what he's trying to do is get people to to read one through six, which is ninety nine cents, get the page reads on that, and then go buy seven through nine for seven ninety nine if you like it. Um, or, you know, there, if you read one, two, and three, there's a box set of four through six percent. So it's a complicated thing. I wrote it down. I put it on a post-it note so that when I get some books into this series over the next few years, I, I want to do a pricing structure similar to his. I want to look at some other people that have done this and see if I can figure out if there's a, a common pricing structure when you do box sets. Because I know over the last few years, I've seen a lot of box sets that are 99 cents. And I think, how do you make money? Well, you make money because it's in KDP and people are reading right. it like crazy, getting the page reads. So that's exactly right. That and, uh, you, if you have a big back list, then having a you know really cheap box set up front is just it's the same thing. Like if you don't have much of a box, uh, back list, and you just have the first book for ninety nine cents, it's kind right. of the yeah. principle. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm you know I'm I'm ramping up because I finished almost well, I pretty much finished the first draft 
this week. I have one more chapter to write, but I'm gonna wait until the very end to write that one. It's the last chapter. Uh, so you know, I'm on. I'm still a little bit behind three books in 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 12 months because I want it to be done by June 30th and have this book ready to go to the editor July 1st. So it's gonna go off. It's gonna be another month or two before I get it to the editor. Right. Um, but I'm still hoping to publish that third book by Christmas. So we'll see. Um, and then in terms of my goals. Um, Let's see. So I, I said in my goal that I wanted to get through chapter 26, meaning I only have one chapter left by the end of this week. <clears throat> well, it's true that I only have one chapter left, but it's because I deleted two of the chapters. <laughs> uh, I, I deleted 25 and 26, bringing me down to only having 25 chapters now. So I still have 25 to write. It's the final chapter. And uh, I made it through 24, which basically fulfills what I wanted to do in terms of get to the last chapter. But I, I deleted two chapters to get so yeah, it's kind of a cheat, but it's still a pass. Uh, and then I also said finish chapter two of the space opera. That was a fail. I'm going to stop making goals for this book as it's literally just something I'm doing in the evenings for fun. I don't want to put myself on a write one chapter a week type of thing or anything like that. So uh, I'm going to stop making um, making goals, making this book part of my goals. Each week. Yeah, it could just be kind of a fun thing on the side yeah. that you do. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> my goals for the week, uh, none of them were met because... Uh, after we podcasted on Monday, uh, we we played a game, I think. I think we start. yeah, we, we played a, a game, a board game called Wingspan. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or not. Not not me and you, but you and your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, me and my wife. Um, and we had a lot of fun with it. And then kind of decided that, you know, we really haven't spent a lot of time together doing things together just because we've been on the go and with the medical things and everything that have been going on. So we decided that we're just going to go ahead and basically, or I decided we're just going to go ahead and treat the week as like a staycation where we're just not really going to do a whole lot of work. Now, Tammy really can't exist like that. She's got to be doing something productive when she's not engaged in something else. Uh, me, I can be lazy as hell. But uh, so what we did was we spent most of the week either putzing around in the garden, me doing that while she was sewing, or playing games, playing wingspan, doing puzzles, eating a lot of food. I think I've eaten about three pounds of bacon in the last five days. Oh, I'm so, so jealous. I know. And I hadn't had bacon in months. So that was, it's been really, really good. And I've discovered that, you know, I usually try to go for the premium brands of bacon. I buy it at Sprouts or at Whole Foods or whatever. I've discovered that the Walmart brand's bacon is really good. Uh, so anybody out there that wants to look for cheap bacon, and, it's, and it was relatively cheap, it was like three and a half bucks a pound, something like that. Uh, go for it because it, it, they do a good job on it. So yeah, we did. We I didn't really accomplish anything at all with writing. I did drop uh, one new episode on uh, one of my Vellas and did a little bit of promotion some in the late evenings after my wife went to bed, but uh, yeah, nothing. So I'm all relaxed and refreshed. And assuming I don't give myself heat stroke. Uh, in the coming days, I'm going to get back on the uh, the writing bag bandwagon starting tomorrow morning. All right. Um, let me jump into my week here. Uh, Monday after we recorded the podcast, I went to my couch and I sat with the laptop and I worked more in chapter two of the space opera. This is where I changed the POVs, like I had said. Um, started working through the chapter. I didn't get many, maybe 500 words, not much. I was just kind of writing. I, I kind of struggle with it. It's like, it's like the intro to the brother character in 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 my head he's kind of like you know he's got a nice house he lives by himself he's got a dog he's got a wood shop that he works in in fact the reason they pick him up is because of some special talent he has having to do with this wood shop and uh, i don't really know how to write that 
and be like super descriptive. And it's like, how, how much description do I put in here? If he's going to leave it and never come back, is it a paragraph? Is it three? Par- I, I was struggling to get through that because I just didn't know how much was too much or not enough. So I kind of stopped after a few paragraphs. It probably isn't even 500 words. It's probably closer to 200 now that I say that. Um, I would think that the, you would want to put just enough description to reflect the special skill he's got. Uh, to to foreshadow it, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that is yet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it's yeah. different. Well, that, yeah. that's when you put it in the brackets and you say, "Fill this in here." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so really, I was just doing the whole. Hey, he's walking out of the house. He calls the dog. They go into the wood shop. Describe the wood shop. They hear something outside, and it's the ship. That's kind of what I was trying to get through for that chapter. Um, but again, it could have been 300 words and finished, or it could have been a thousand. I have no idea what I'm doing with it. That's really all I did on it just to kind of get it started. I just want to get it switched over and get it started. Here's a random thought that just popped into my head. If in a world where people can land spaceships in your backyard, would everybody have a ground to air defense system? So I thought of that kind of. I thought, well, geez, how are the, how's he, how are they, how is he going to like have a ship land in his backyard the neighbors don't see? So I actually found a city outside of Vegas that's kind of in the desert where I'm going to have him have his own little area that you know somehow it gets past. Maybe she has a cloaking device. I don't know. It's science fiction. I can make up whatever I want, which works out well. So. Yeah, maybe he lives in Roswell. Yeah, there he, it's expected in Roswell. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tuesday I worked from home and I decided not to golf Tuesday night. I kind of had a bit of a stomach issue and, and um, it's, it's as if I had eaten something that I shouldn't have. And, and, and I, I wasn't sure if it was that or the fact that my body was finally getting back at me for depriving it of its sweet, sweet sugar for the last four weeks now um, or three weeks, whatever it is. Um, so in the evening I did not go to golf. It was our, what we call our knockdown, which is halfway through the season first first place plays second place, third place plays fourth. And so on. we were down in the middle and, you know, the, whoever has the most points at the end of that uh, week uh, wins the first half. And then we all start over this coming week. So it wasn't a big deal that I wasn't there. First time I've missed all year and I just wasn't feeling good. Um, so <clears throat> what I did, um, I wanted to try out the thing that you had talked about last week with StoryGrid and ChatGPT telling it, you know, use some of the, the concepts of the polarity in right. in story grid and i loved what you did and i didn't have anything to plot though like i just off the top of my head couldn't think of, i really want to plot use ChatGPT to plot a star wars book that i'll probably never write but i just love sitting there for an hour and doing it right but I, I wanted to come up with something interesting that i could write and i thought you know i have that that prequel novella series in the sci-fi series where i wrote book one i ended up with a cliffhanger and then never went back to book two i have the covers for book two and three already i want it to be a trilogy so that I can throw it onto Amazon as 99 cents and um, just say, download this. It's 300 pages. You know, it's three books. It's the, it's the prequel novella of the main series. I'm going to cough. Yeah, sorry about that. And um, so, so I actually plotted book two. And I just want to read really quick what my, my, some of my prompts were to do this. Because it really took me, again, it took me like 45 minutes to, prompt, to, to, to plot this out. Um, I didn't really expand on it as much as I want to yet. But I'm just going to read you the first prompt that I wrote in there. And there we go. So I'm going to go all the way to the top of my chat GPT. I'm not, we're not into the point yet where we're actually showing video and I'm sharing my screen, but we'll get there at some point. So this was my prompt. I wrote a novella that I want to be book one of a trilogy. 
It's about a guy named Sam, and that's wrong. His name's actually Peter. I was getting the books mixed up, which I thought was oh, okay. funny. It's about a guy named Sam who discovered time travel. It turned out his boss at his job was a bad guy. In the climax, in present time, Sam gets into a fight with the man and killed him. Sam went back in time to see his home in 1863 Montana, and in the final scene, the boss showed up and didn't know Sam. That was the cliffhanger. I'm not sure what to do for book two. Any ideas? And it gave me six ideas. And what it really did was it gave me like types of ideas. So the first one is number one, time alterations. And then it gives me a one paragraph thing that how that it would fit into this book. Number two, love and loss. Uh, number three, I'll get to that in a second. <clears throat> number four, time travel society. Number five, inherited responsibility. Sam finds out that his own family was entrusted with the secret of time travel and he was meant to be the guardian. You know, that kind of, I didn't like that idea, but that's you know inherited responsibility apparently. And then number six, existential threat, uh, which was interesting. So I said, Number three sounds interesting, power struggle. Um, his boss establishes a powerful business using knowledge from the future. Sam must stop him without revealing the, revealing the secret of time travel to the local population. So I wrote, number three is interesting. Can we expand more on that? So it gave me, I mean, seven or eight paragraphs. And I said, okay, I don't like this, this, and this. Change it to this, this, and this, and do it again. And basically what I said was, um, I want the boss to die at the end of book two now. And then I want Sam to have to now travel through time a bunch in book three to fix a whole bunch of stuff is kind of what I was going for. And then it said, okay, that's a great twist. Uh, here's, here's a new plot. And it gave me a bunch of plot, uh, maybe six paragraphs. And then I said, okay, I'm looking for 27 chapters. Give me a plot for Sam using the hero's journey, which it did. And then, and then I said, give me the beats for each chapter. So what I did now is I expanded each, each chapter. Eventually I said, give me a three act play. And it did. I said, put in a twist. It did in the middle. And then I said, okay, give me the beats for act one. Like I, you really have, when you get to that point where you've got like 27 chapters, you can't say, oh, give me whatever for every chapter. You have to go to like one chapter at a time. And you also have to remind it, like what I would write is, here's what you gave me for chapter one, shift, enter, enter, put the paragraph in there that it gave me, shift, enter, enter. Okay, now expand this out and give me the beats for it. And when you're ready to do two, you do the same thing. And as I'm doing that, I'm pasting that into either Scrivener or Google Docs so that I have it saved. Because if you give it enough time, it will start changing things. So, yeah, right. And by the time I was done, I had 27 chapters. Um, I worked with it a lot in terms of, no, I don't like that. I want this instead. No, I don't like that. Eventually, you know, it was kind of like it's giving me ideas and I'm saying I don't like that or I do like that until I get 27 chapters of things I like. It's kind of how I did this. You know, it just occurred to me. Yeah, I've done a little bit of playing, but not as much as you. But I've never have had it come back and tell me that's a lousy idea. You shouldn't do that. And I wonder if we could make it do that. I'm going to try. I'm going to say, look, I want you to be brutally honest. If you don't think this is a good idea, I want you to tell me. See, I think if you type that prompt first, uh-huh. you have to tell it. Because if you don't tell it that, it'll just tell you everything's great. Right. Um, right. So so I did that. Now, the only, the only thing I have a problem with this is that, you know, I just, ma- I just mapped out a 27-chapter book. And, you know, Hero's Journey, 3X Structure, all that stuff is in there. But I want to write a novella, and I'm, a, I'm afraid that this is going to be more than 100 pages. So I have to really get back in and maybe scale it down a little bit. I can keep the same number of chapters. That's fine. I think my first novella had 25 chapters. But I have to make sure that the, it's, it's, what it's giving me in each chapter isn't like 2,000 words each. Um, yeah. Well, I tell you what, if you actually – and I've done a little bit of playing around with this because I wanted to see what its capabilities are. If you say, okay – great, we've got this chapter. Those are the beats. I'd like them. Uh, go ahead and write me this chapter and use that as kind of your rough first draft to go to. It will invariably give you 
a chapter that's only five or 600 words long. So, I mean, if you, if you start there and think, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with this as a rough draft and then I'm going to, you know, change it and edit it the way I want to, but I'm not going to expand it. Then you'd be right around what? 15,000 words. Yeah. Um, 25,000 is what I'm shooting for. Oh, okay. So you're, um, and then doing- by the time you edit it and expand it, then you're, I mean, yeah. you're probably, yeah. yeah. So you'll be, you'll be in good shape if you just, do I, that. I will tell you that, you know, I've talked about AI for like six months in this podcast and how much I originally didn't want to deal with it. I was, I was basically burying my head in the sand, like I do with everything else out in the world. And, you know, I, I would skip Joanna Penn's stuff when she would talk about it, but nope, not listening. And I would just fast forward 30 seconds at a time. Um, and then I started to like, you know, embrace it and really enjoy it. The one thing I don't want to do is say, write me prose. Like I I know it's going to be terrible. I know it's not going to be very good at all. I just don't, I can't get myself to do that. So see what, what I do when I, (laughs) maybe this is, maybe this is backwards and shouldn't be doing this, but I get it to write me prose or I, and I, you know, I've only been experimenting with this. Mm -hmm. So none of this has really appeared anywhere, but if, if I, uh, I get to write me prose and almost immediately I can see what I don't want to do in, in what it's written because what it's written is so generic in general. And so, so, uh, formulaic, I guess is a way of putting it. But what it does do is it shows you, okay, here's what we've got these, this set of beats for the chapter. Here's one way in which you could pace the chapter. I don't often like the way it's pacing a chapter. It has a tendency to really rush through things that it shouldn't rush through. And uh, so it kind of provides me a touchstone. You know, this is the lowest common denominator, but we don't really want to go here. And right. so I build on that. And that's kind of the way I use it. Every chapter or every anything that you ask it to write, even if you just say, give me five paragraphs of a plot, the Without fail, the last paragraph sounds something like this. This is I literally just opened up ChatGPT, went to my plotting of this, and I just scrolled up from the bottom to the first place where it has paragraphs and not bullet points. This is the last chapter. So I said, um, where's it at? I said, where is it? Oh, I said, okay, here are the bullet points. Expand each bullet point into a paragraph. Add information about the side characters mentioned and provide any information about the locations. So it did that. I gave it the bullet points. And then the last paragraph is like this every time you ask it to do anything. With a profound understanding of the weight on his shoulders, Peter embraces his role in exposing Charles's agenda. He recognizes that the fate of the town and potentially even the timeline itself rests in his hands. Armed with the knowledge and fueled by a newfound determination, Peter steps into the path of, onto the path of confrontation, ready to challenge Charles and disrupt his dark designs. That to me sounds like a blurb right. or somewhat a blurb. And, and, you know, the stuff before that is usually, okay, this is a good plot. This is, I like this. But the last one is always like, armed with this new thing, they're ready to move forward into the future. Like every one of them is like that. Like, right. So bad. One, one way I've, I've found to kind of circumvent that, at least some extent, is to tell it, I want every last paragraph of the chapter that you write to be a cliffhanger. And that will, that kind of forces it not to go into that, that uh, pancakey kind of, uh, summary that it wants to do for some i think that the difference there that i do is i say hey give me 10 examples of a cliffhanger and then it gives 10 and i'll either say oh i like three or i like three and six mix them together or give me 10 more and the thing that i really love about it is you can say give me 10 more over and over and just keep churning out 10 more it'll never tell you hey i'm tired of this leave me alone 
which is nice. So you do that on, on a chapter for a chapter by chapter basis. Okay. Anytime I, there's like a, anytime there's like a decision that needs to be made, whether it's a twist or a cliffhanger, things like that, I will go ahead and say, give me a bunch of examples. And maybe it makes me, it helps me sleep at night knowing that I'm going to be like, I'll pick this one instead of saying, Hey, you just write it and I'll use it. Right. Right. All right, so that was my mon That was my Tuesday. Um, let's see. Wednesday, I worked from home. Uh, you and I did that quick recap of your Vela for, for the month of May. And then after that, I went to the local sub place and got a salad. I actually took my own drink, which I'm going to start doing at different places now. I took a Coke Zero with me because they don't have – they have a bunch of sugary stuff, Diet Coke and water. And I don't like Diet Coke and I don't like drinking water. Um, so I just took my own, which was, which was nobody cared. Um, it was very funny. I walked in there and usually the guy who runs the place, his name's Nick. He's usually there. He's there almost every day, but sometimes usually later in the evening, he'll leave and just leave the coworkers. And then they all know me because I go there once or twice a week. So I walked in and it was three women, which is rare to have all three of the women all there at the same time. And, and I was sitting there and one of them looked over at me and she, and there's a radio overhead that plays where I sit. It's pretty much right above my head. And I love that. And uh, she just looks at me and she says, Hey, Hey, uh, just so you know, Jerry, uh, it's all women. You're getting a dance, a woman dance party tonight on the radio. And I was like, really, what are you going to play? And she says, oh, we're starting with Spice Girls. And I laughed. And nope, that's exactly what they did. And um, I got to say, the music was great because they went into uh, um, a couple of different songs. And then a couple of male singers came on. And then Ice Ice Baby came on. But it was a little bit too low. And I couldn't hear it that well. So I, on the way out, I told her, I said, hey, I do have one complaint about women's dance party. Ice Ice Baby came on and it was too low for me to be able to sing along with it because I couldn't exactly hear it. She says, okay, we'll, we'll make sure we have that fixed next time. <laughs> um, let's see. I finished the third scene of chapter 19. I remember the last time I had written, I believe it was Sunday. There were three scenes in chapter 19. I only wrote two of them. So I finished the third one. Uh, and I'm, I'm going backwards. So the next chapter I do will be 18 and then I'll be all the way through 20 two chapters and I can move back forward again. So this was, this was chapter 18, uh, the, the, the last scene of chapter 19 that I did Thursday and then Thursday. What's that? How, how big are, how big was chapter 19 when you were done? Three scenes is, um, like a lot to me. I mean, chapter 19, I can actually load it up. Actually, I can load it here better. Let's go into my story grid that only has word counts chapter nine chapter 19 was 2600 words okay and that's so, first sure draft yeah well and that's first draft meaning it'll end up like five or six thousand words by the time i'm uh, oh so okay so you're going well that's true yeah because a lot of your first drafts are dialogue mostly dialogue yeah okay uh let's i'm basically just telling this story all right let's so Thursday again, I didn't have to go into the office. We got a we got a call. We got an email a couple of days earlier that said the construction in the floor below ours below ours is really loud. Um, the smell I don't know what the smell was coming from, but it, apparently it was so bad that on Tuesday most people left by ten o'clock. So they told us don't come in the rest of the week if we didn't want to. And I'm sure nobody did. So I stayed home, which was nice. Um, and what did I do? I don't even know what I did. Uh, oh, I had to get my driver's license renewed. Turns out it expired a week earlier and I had forgotten. So I, at lunch, I drove up. I didn't get the right at lunch, so I drove up to get that taken care of. And then we have, I have this weird thing. I have a big tree outside. And I, I forget the name of the, what kind of tree it is. My mom mentioned it to me. Magnolia. I have a big magnolia tree outside. It's huge. And it's now it's pushing up against my house and the, the upper floor windows, which I don't like. 
And out of nowhere, a couple weeks ago, I've been noticing like on my porch, it's been really wet. And I have a couple of hostas right in front of my porch. They've been wet. And that was during the dry period we had a couple weeks ago. I don't know where it's coming from. And I looked up at the tree and I noticed these little, imagine if you take a piece of paper and you stick it into a three hole punch and then you pull out the little, the little circles, the little holes that, uh, the, what do you, what the holes, I don't know what they're called, the, the holes that come out and then you just stick them against the tree. That's what it looked like. And it was all up the one side of this tree. So I asked a, a guy I golf with and he said he thought they were aphids. My mom thinks they're called, uh, boy, I don't remember what it, clout, plate, plot. I don't remember what the word she said was. And then a tree guy had come out and said that it was um, mold. So like, I don't know what it is, but I kind of decided that I wanted that tree to go anyway. I didn't really, I don't really like it there. It pushes up against my house. Um, it's huge. It leans down or I have to trim it every now and then because it leans down into the sidewalk. So I made an appointment for a guy to come on Saturday and give me a price for just cutting the whole thing down. Yeah. The, the white stuff uh, could very well be mold uh, because what happens when you get aphid infestation is they drip a lot of honeydew. And the honeydew is what would make things look wet. And, but it also is really, since it's mostly sugars, it's really good at growing mold. And that's Here, I just I just sent you the picture I took into the messenger. If you want to take a look and see what the what it hey, you know what? I have no idea where my phone's at, so oh I'm gonna have, God, to, I I'll have to maybe I'll pull up another window here. <laughs> okay. Um, so then in the evening after all of that, I went to my backyard and sat on my deck and I wrote chapter 18. So now I'm finished all the way up through chapter 22, which is good. Um, on Friday, uh, let's see. What, wow, so much stuff happened. Uh, okay, so my face, like I mentioned, my Facebook post went up about, and the one star was gone, which was good. Uh, I heard a couple of YouTube videos. I heard a woman by the name of Christina Stanley on Mark Dawson's podcast talking about a product that she created called Fictionary. And it's basically, and, and let me just be clear, I'm not saying she ripped off Story Grid because, you know, she, it's basically her, like, take on how a chapter and a scene should be written. And it sounds a lot like Story Grid. She wrote some software for it, which I really like. And I thought, I got to check this out. And I went to it and it's actually $19 a month, which I would never pay considering I write like three books. I'm trying to write three books a year for the first time. I would never use it enough to, to want to pay $19 a month. But I did go to her YouTube channel and uh, because I figure anybody that has software like that probably made a bunch of YouTube tutorials on it. And one of the things that she did, and I'm going to try to find it because I wasn't prepared. Uh, I don't know if you saw, did you see the picture that I sent you? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking... Uh... I'm thinking it's probably not mold. I'm thinking it's a scale insect of some kind. Um, but I've never seen them that big before. Um, I will. Um, I don't, I will I don't really know how big those are because I can't judge, you know, from the picture itself because I don't have a, anything to judge it against. But scale insects are, are, are sap-sucking insects, but what they do is they form a covering over them that usually looks like a shield of some kind. And it often looks just like that picture. Uh, but if they're real big, then I wouldn't think that would be a scale insect. If they're small, kind of like, a, I don't know, quarter inch or eighth inch. They're, yeah, they're probably, I mean, they're probably an eighth of an inch in diameter. Oh, they, they I, I, yeah, oh I'm almost certain it's a scale insect then. That's yeah. what she said. That's what she said. She said scale. And I said, how do you spell that? And she looked at me funny. And, I, and she said S-C-A-L-E. And I'm like, oh, okay. I thought it could have been S-C-A-L-A-I-L. I don't know. Is that so, your yeah, mom? So that's your mom that's what that? she said. She said yeah. scale, yeah. 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 Um, and I was going to Google that just now, scale. And, yeah, that kind of looks like it, actually. 
Yeah. So it doesn't matter because the, the tree's gone. I'm getting rid of it. Uh, oh, you're cutting the yeah. whole tree down. Yeah, I'm taking it all. Oh, it's oh. you know, it's in the way. I don't really like it. My I, I planted an apple tree last year, so I might plant another one out there. Oh, but yeah. I, I'm taking that one down. It's just yeah. it's so big and intrusive. I could yeah. trim it, I guess, but I don't really want to get into that either. It's probably sitting too close to the house, anyways. They, they used to plant them really close, and then you get to you get the tr- the roots in your foundation and everything else. Yeah. yeah it's, so anyway, uh, while I was watching um, this Christina Stanley's uh, fictionary YouTube channel. Um, one of the videos that came up, and I, I basically started from the beginning. This is from three years ago. It's called. It's a webinar, and it's called. And I think it's put on by Pro Writing Aid, so she must have partnered with them somehow. And it's called "Get Started on Your Story Edit." And I thought, oh, that's interesting. It's an hour long, and I started listening to it while I was working. And about 15 minutes in, I was like, I can't, I can't listen to this anymore. I have to stop, find a point when I'm not working, and when I have a couple, an hour to kill, and take notes because it was really cool. And I'm getting ready just now to get into my first revision, so I'm gonna. Watch this video maybe tonight and take some notes on it and just see how it works, what she says in terms of how scenes should go and chapters and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'll link to it. It was really, really interesting. And then she has like, what is a scene in a novel? Naming a scene, purpose of a scene, um, point of view characters. Goals. Like, there's a whole bunch of videos in here on just writing that I'd never heard of her before the Mark Dawson podcast. And I love watching these kind of videos. So I will link to this in the show notes and then you can go check it out. And if you want to check out her other videos on her, on her YouTube, I would definitely say do it. Um, yeah, they're really interesting. That does sound interesting. I think I have to check that out, especially the editing one. Yeah. Um, and then a little while later, um, speaking of story grid, Tim Grawl sent an email that had an hour and 45 minute um, thing that he talked about in terms of chapters and scenes. And I thought, well, I got to watch this too. I really like Tim Grawl of the, of all the story grid people. He's the one that I really enjoy. I kind of wish he would do a, a weekly diary the same way that we do here because i would love to just listen to how his writing goes uh, i find him interesting um, so i ended up watching that last night i'll get to that in a few minutes i really didn't do any writing on on that night i believe that was friday night although i did expand out the beats in chapter 23 uh, really well so that when i started writing it would be a pretty quick write <clears throat> saturday i was up early to golf um, played pretty well shot 91 my third straight round of 91 at that course but my score wasn't so important to me. I decided I was going to work on this baseball swing that I talked about last right. week. Um, and I hit, again, a couple holes that I hit some really long shots on and played well. It's just it's not consistent. So I do put myself into trouble every now and then. But um, if I can get that to be like, oh, three out of every four or you know something like that, then I'll really be happy about my game. But, I mean, that's probably one out of four was getting into trouble was probably the old swing too, right? Yeah, I mean, it always creeps in until you do it enough to where it's not there anymore. Right. Yeah, it definitely always creeps in. Um, I was supposed to have the tree service guy coming around 1.30, so I was kind of sitting at home. I got home about 10.45 a.m., got something to eat, and I was kind of sitting there thinking, okay, he'll come at 1.30. I'll go to Hothead and get dinner or something like that. And um, and uh, he, he called me around 12.30 and said, you know, I don't know who wrote down this appointment, but I don't have anybody working right now. Uh, so I can't get anybody out there right now, but how about later on in the evening? I get somebody coming in at 4, 4.30. I said, that's fine. I'll be home. So uh, what I did was I just stopped what I was doing, and I went to Barnes & Noble. I had a cookie. You know, I had to have some added sugar. Um, I had a cookie while I was there. Uh, first real added sugar since last Friday, so you know, I wanted to have a cookie. Um, and I had some water with it, so it was, it was okay. Um, while I was there, I wrote Chapter 23. And um, I remember telling, I remember saying last week, and I think I told a few people this, oh, I only have a few chapters left. The the word count gets smaller and smaller as I get near the end. And then I wrote chapter 23 and it was over 2000 words and I'll probably double once I edit it. So 
Uh, later on in the evening, the tree service guy showed up. He gave me an estimate on this tree. Uh, in case you're curious, it was $650 to cut it down, 100 bucks to take everything away, 100 bucks to grind the stump and then fill in the hole and take all the stump grindings away. So 850 total. And I said, that sounds good to me. When can we do this? How, how tall is the tree? I mean, I have no idea how to estimate that. It does go above my second story, but not too far above. Okay. Yeah. Whatever yeah, that, that sounds about right. I get yeah, the, my, uh, I, the last time I had a tree taken out, I had a, a sweet gum taken out in my fence line that was probably about 150. Well, well over 100 foot tall, maybe pushing 120, 125. And that cost me 3000 bucks because you got to get a guy up there and climb it. You know, they climb it and then they have to work it down until they could yeah. get it with the tree with the cherry picker. So, yeah. So, so yeah. you're basically getting everything done for a thousand bucks, which is not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I came inside and oh, my God, did I have a great Saturday night. It was time to get back to the website and chat GPT. And so, so what I ended up doing, this is what I did. Okay. So you have this book data that you want to store somewhere so that let's say you want to make a change. So let's say my front page has manufacturing murder book one in the series. And in two months I released book two, I want to change the front page to say now book two is available, but I don't want to have to go in and actually do website coding. So what you have is you have this data file that's stored in what's called a, a JSON file, which is J S O N. I don't know what that stands for, but that's similar to like an XML file or a comma delimited file. It's just an easy way to store data. Right. So what I did was I said, okay, <clears throat> Uh, ChatGPT, create me a file, a JSON file that has uh, these categories like book title, cover URL, um, a buy now URL, a buy now button text. And then I, I added a few things down the road. And then I said, now create me a books page that, that parses through that, that books data and displays whatever books are in there. So then if I ever want to add a new book, I just go into that JSON file and I just type out the eight or nine fields as a new book and boom, it shows up on the website with no coding, which is great. Um, I think most people would do this in a database, like a SQL database or a MySQL database. I know for work, I use databases a lot, but for this, it's such a small thing that won't get updated much. The JSON is fine with me. Right. Yeah. And then I said, okay, now what I want to, I, so I, I think I talked about this website a few months ago where I said on the front page, I just want all the books. I want it to be simple. And I've completely changed that now. On the front page, I just have the, the latest release along with the free giveaway. And then I have a, an all books menu where you can click that and see all the books. But then I have a I have a time travel one where you can click and only see the time travel books. I have a murder mystery, I have a space opera one. And then in that JSON file, I, I, I told ChatGPT, create a new category called type or category, I think it is. And it put in there time travel or space opera or um murder mystery and then if you mark the type as murder mystery then you click the murder mystery like it, it only shows those book with murder mystery so right. yeah. i really and this is something i could have done on my own had i just sat down and coded it but it would take me a lot longer than what ChatGPT can do for me so as long as you know what you want to ask for you have to be super super patient because it's going to get it wrong many times but if you just keep working at it keep giving it the code it's given you in the past you'll eventually get there and by the time that i quit last night around nine o'clock um, I had a pretty much a complete website. There's a couple little changes I want to make here and there, nothing major. Uh, and I also need to update a little bit more of the data, but uh, it will be ready. It's still not up online yet. It will be ready up online in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I just have to work at it a little bit. I worked at it a little bit today and I got a little bit closer. So. Uh, this, you talking about this reminds me of something I uh, read or heard on a podcast. I think it was on a podcast, but I'm not sure whose podcast it was. Oh, within the last six months or so. And they were talking about the strategy for authors of 
websites and what do you use your website for? And the guy who was, who was uh, talking about this, he was adamant that you never as an author want to send anybody to the front page of your website. Uh, the front page of your, of your website is what people stumble across when they're searching on your name or whatever. But if you're sending somebody to your website, you want to be sending them to a landing page because you want them to be doing something very specific. And you don't want to give them lots of choices because you give people choices and they don't do anything. They stop, they freeze, and they go on and do something else instead. Or they poke around and they never get around to doing what you really wanted them to do. So, yeah, it's, I, I've, I've often struggled myself with... Uh, when I'm setting up uh, websites, yeah, you want that front page to be real pretty and you want to do all kinds of have access to all the different parts. And then you get to the end of it and you realize, well, you know, I'm never really going to send anybody here. It's yeah. I'm going to send them someplace else. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I didn't think of that. I might have to create a, I'm going to write this down so I don't forget it, but I might have to create maybe a, a landing page template. I'll just tell ChatGPT, give me a landing page. Um, and then I'll say add a new care, care, uh, a field to my JSON file that says show on landing page, true or false. One book will be set to true. Everything else will be set to false and whatever book I set to true. So the nice thing about that is uh, I went in yesterday and said, well, what happens if I want to advertise my, my trilogy, my prequel novella science fiction time travel trilogy in three months? And I want that to be my free download. So I just have it. I have a, a, um, I have a giveaway, free giveaway um, pro, uh, field in my JSON and it's either true or false. So right now, the the short story I wrote for the murder mystery is set to true. Everything else is false. So when you go to the web page, that's the one that shows up. Right. And um, so I'm going to do a lot of that kind of customizing of that that um, JSON file so that down the road, whenever I want to do something with the, the other pages, it's all controlled by the data in that file. It's not coding. So that later on, when I want to make a change, I don't have to do any coding. Right. Um, that's the big piece of it. So. Right, right. Uh, and then what else did I do? Uh, what else? I don't even know what else I did here. I need to get online. Okay, so so things I need to add. You know, Caro when she wrote when she did my current webpage talked about a privacy policy. I need to add something like that. I'm um, gonna make some some um, small formatting changes. Maybe add a little biography about me on the front page up in the top banner. You know, things like just little things like that. Now I was looking at some independent author websites yesterday just to see what they do on their front page because I really mine's really bare right now. I feel like I just need one more piece of something to fill in the white space. Let me get gpt to write you a biography and, and tell it to write a biography about my life only make it exciting <laughs> yeah. oh, i love that idea oh i will tell you that one thing i did was i went in and i have a, a remember the about me page on my current website just says is jerry human right. and the answer is as far as you know i went into chat gpt and i said give me and i forget what the number was let's say 45 questions that i can answer random 15 of them are about uh, being a writer 15 of them are about my personal life and 15 of them are just random questions and it gave me 45 questions i said give me 45 more so now i have like 90 questions on my about me page that are just complete random questions that i and i and i told myself whatever it gave me i'm going to answer every single one of them and i did that <laughs> now when this web page goes up you can go and it look like remember the facebook things from like 15 years ago where it'd be like, here's 25 questions, answer right. them, and, and you would right. post them. I always enjoyed doing those. So, so now, eventually, now when this website goes up, that'll be up there. And it's stuff like, you know, what's your favorite food? What do you do when you hit writer's block? You know, when did you want to become a writer? Or um, just, you know, things about you personally, things like that. So it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to do that. You know, nobody's ever, well, there will be some people, me for one, would probably scroll down through all of them to see what the answers are. But most people aren't going to take the time. 
I wonder if you could set it up so that every time something somebody hits the page, it gets a random set of 10 or 10 or 15 of those questions so that people as they come come back or whatever, they always get a, a little bit different view of what what you now want. I'm thinking that maybe that could be on my front page where I could just show like three or four random ones. Yeah. And then that. and then have a, you know, more more here view more here. Or yeah, you could do that. Do yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's an interesting idea. The cool thing is coding wise, I just tell ChatGPT to do that. Right. Put on the front page, pick four random questions every time the page loads with the answers and then add a link below to the about me page. And it would do that in a heartbeat. Right. <clears throat> yeah. God, I love ChatGPT. Um, <laughs> and then today I got up to early to golf again. I, I had three penalty strokes today, but yet I still shot 88. I wow. really am feeling good how I hit the ball. Drives weren't were okay. I still had only like three or four out of about 14 that were straight down the middle, long shots. The rest of it, I got into trouble a couple times. So still, it's, a, it's definitely a work in progress. Uh, came home and immediately turned around and went to Hothead. Um, and wrote chapter 25. This is where I decided to go ahead and cut a couple of chapters. And the only chapter I've left now is what I'm calling the windup, which I've talked about before. This is where the main character gets everybody together. And in fact, at the end of the chapter I wrote today, I have the main character, you know, calling the cop and saying, hey, I need you to come here. I have a couple of things you want, including someone who escaped uh, prison. And I have a couple other things. And it's really just a kind of a trick to get everybody together in one room, Agatha Christie style, so that my character can go through the whole thing. Right. What what did you do to get the uh, penalty strokes? Uh, on the oh, on the third, on the second hole, it's a long par five that I generally will par. And on my second, third shot, my third shot, I just pulled the little left right to the trees to my left and lost the ball. Oh, so you're out. Uh, yes, yeah, so, and I just dropped another ball and hit it right on. I was 165 yards. I dropped another ball, hit it right on the green. But with the penalty stroke, the five became a seven. Yeah. Um, on the 13th hole, I hit one to the right. It went down. It went so far right, it went down a hill, and I think into a ditch. Um, lost that one. And then on the 16th hole, I hit one way too. I pulled it way too far left into the woods and couldn't find it. Okay. So you you didn't do my famous. Uh, well, I, I, all the penalty strokes I've ever gotten is for grounding clubs and sand traps. I just for some reason I can't get it through my head that you can't ground your club when you're in there. I will say that we are a group of friends who have played together for a long time. And if I grounded my club, no one would care. Oh, we don't okay. take those. I mean, I roll every buff. I'm in the rough. I'll roll it a little bit to get a better lie. I mean, we do all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny because uh, yesterday, about uh, right around the 10th hole yesterday, me and the guy that I generally play with every Saturday, every Sunday, decided we're going to play match play for the entire year. So after yesterday, he was up, I think, five to three. And now I think I'm up eight to four four or nine to five because I, I beat him pretty bad today oh wow yeah so we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're and then at the end of the and then it's, it's for quarters so if somebody else is up by seven quarter uh, seven points if it ends up like 126 to 120 then that person with 120 owes six quarters to the other person oh okay, okay. yeah that's what yeah okay. uh was that hold it? on uh oh I, one last thing i didn't put on the outline when i got home i did work a little bit more on the website um, I really got frustrated because I'm now I'm to the point now where I actually ho sign up for hosting. Turns out through my site ground, I get a free hosting along to go along with the one I already have. So I just uh, created that. Uh, I, and I want to upload my files myself and I don't like their upload area. So I downloaded FileZilla and I'm having all kinds of problems getting FileZilla to even connect to the FTP. Like it's really makes me hate computers so much right now. And I'm sure keep putting in the work and eventually I'll get there. But it's so frustrating that I can't create the login, 
go to the FileZilla, put the login credentials in and the FTP site and hit go. I've done this before in the past, but now with security, how it is on the web, I think there's still something that's not correct and I have to figure out. Oh uh, yeah, that could be, because I was going to say it's been a decade, maybe 15 years now that I, I use FileZilla and it was always kind of seamless and smooth. So, yeah. And I, I think I've used like Qt FTP in the past. You know, there's different types of them right. and they were always easy, but right. this one's given me certificate errors and it's given me logins yeah. invalid, but yet I'm just creating, I just created the login with the password and you know, it's, it's, it's silly that it's not working, but I'll get it working. I'm not worried about right. that. It's just a pain. Well, as I mentioned earlier, um, my week had nothing writing related to it. Uh, each day was basically the same get up, work outside until about noon or so well one day i did work until almost three out there and it's been uh over 90 every day today we were 96 and with the heat index has been over 100 every single day so i go out there basically and i lose my uh daily allotment of five to ten pounds worth of water and then i and the funny thing you know people don't realize or when you when you live way south um and it's hot and it's humid and it's like that for hours and hours on end, you lose a lot of water and you can't drink enough to replace it. Because I, it's not like I'm out there and not drinking. I probably I probably drank almost a gallon of fluid while I was out there, but I still end up losing five pounds every day. But when, when I get to the great point- weight loss. That's a great weight loss program you got going on there. Well, you know, if, if you're in one of these like uh, contests, uh, I remember my dad way back when, he was every now and then he would go into weight loss contests with the guys in the shop. And uh, one of the, one of his tricks to try to win it is every day before the or every yeah every day before the weigh in, he would go down to one of the local saunas and just bake himself in the sauna for <laughs> for hours on end and lose that five or ten pounds. And then, you know, often beat people because of that. Nice. <laughs> but like I'm, I'm not sure it's good for your heart or anything else. <laughs> But yeah, you know, work outside until noon or it got too hot. And then, you know, just come in and enjoy myself is what I did for the week. Uh, didn't put any pressure on myself. Games, puzzles, and food. And you know, you can't go wrong when you do that. That sounds good. That's like a great week. It was. I, I just, know, it was a short week. So I thought, thought, well, you know, a short week, it's it's easier to do that with. So Yeah. All right. Um, I think next week, maybe if you want to, we can go through our, maybe we're halfway through the, the year. We can, go, we can do like a, where are we with our 2023 Yeah, that's goals. not a bad idea. Um, I went through today and just filled out a bunch of them, just put some notes in so I would know. So next next week we'll do that. Okay. Um, in terms of my running list of future things to do, this is now my to-do list because I put it on my phone. It's just, I forget to do things. So um, this is my to-do list. I have keep working through the Mark Dawson Amazon ads course, build more ads. Uh, also the Matthew J. Holmes, which I did start. I started it on Saturday, yesterday. But this was right before the tree guy called and said, oh, by the way, I'm not coming at 1.30, like I said. I was only about three videos in. I thought, okay, well, if he's not coming soon, I'm going to leave. So I've done about three videos right now. I need to get back into that a little bit and just kind of see what he's doing. I, is that, is that I, the Amazon or the Facebook course? The Amazon. Okay. Yeah, I'm not happy with my Amazon ads. I have uh, 3,924 impressions across, I think, 18 ads. I have two clicks. Uh, one click was 30, 25 cents. And the other one was, was, you know, one click was 33 cents. The other one was two cents. Um, I don't know how that happened. It went down a lot to get to that. And they're both, I believe in the science fiction. Like I've got nothing on my, my uh, mm. murder mystery in terms of the clicks there. So I'm not happy about that. That's why I want to go back and, and do these ad courses and see if I can just keep fine tuning it until it starts. You know, I, 
listen, I'm not asking to sell thousands of books a day here, but I would like to see those numbers go up and actually give sure. me some results. So sure. Yeah. I mean, you'd like, you'd like to see Amazon just serve the damn thing, you know? Yeah. When, it'd be nice. When you got that, you have the budgets. That's the thing about Amazon. I mean, people complain about Facebook spending your whole budget, but at least Facebook is serving stuff up to people so they can see it. Yeah. Uh, when Amazon's not doing that, that's what gets to be really annoying. Uh, working on my website is on here. And the, the reason I put it on here is because I want to make sure before I before I actually get it live, I want to go through and I want to ask ChatGPT to put, put SEO on each one of these pages, which is like meta links and, and right. keywords and that kind of thing. So I just I put this on here so I would not forget to do that. Um, I was thinking when I posted the, I, I posted a video. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was the Saturday one or the Friday one. I posted an image. I mean, I put a, I put an update with a hashtag and I thought, I wonder if hashtags work on Facebook. So I want to go through and I want to watch the Sean Inman video. I don't believe he mentions them in there, but I'm going to watch his video again. Just make sure I'm kind of doing everything based on what he said. And I haven't got away from some of the things he said. Um, so I'm going to watch that again at some point. I see people use hashtags on Facebook. But I know, and I've done this in the past, uh, you can buy these and use these programs where if you post to one service, it'll post across a bunch of them, social medias, I should say. And I, I'm thinking some of them, those hashtags just come over from people using them in Twitter and Instagram, especially. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. I have some background stuff. So we, we're not using OBS and the video ninja yet. The video ninja to record. We're still on Zencaster, which is just audio only. I want to do a little bit more work with OBS before I, um, before I'm ready to start using it just to get it looking a little bit nicer than right now. It's pretty plain. I want to get stuff like, you know, it'd be nice if, if, as we come to the end of the podcast, I can click a little button that then shows, you know, me and you, but maybe with our contact information as we're saying it, you know, things like that. I want to, right. I want to do that kind of thing. So maybe, maybe next week, it's going to be a couple more weeks, but we'll, we'll get there. Um, let's see. I want to finish plotting that second novel in the prequel novella series. The one that I used ChatGPT with on, I believe Tuesday night, I think it was, uh, I'm just about through with that. But what I want to do now is I want to just make sure it's right. And then I want to, um, get it in Scrivener. So I have a, a chapter for each one of the chapters that are in the book. That way I'm, I'm ready to start writing it whenever I sit down to do it. I want to schedule my next email and join promos for both science fiction and the murder mystery books that I have. I want to start doing that. And when I do that, I'm going to get up over a thousand. <clears throat> I did get an email and I'm sure a lot of people did get this email from David Gogren on Friday talking mm -hmm. about how Mary light is raising their prices. I think I heard Amelia Hay talking about that on her last podcast. I did not realize this at first until I saw David Gogren's email. And then I went in and looked at it. I'm not happy with their prices. I don't know if top of my head what they were, but it seemed like there was, there was a free peer tier but instead of zero to a thousand, I think there's zero to 500 now. Like they're really dropping a lot of stuff and they're raising the price. Right. So yesterday, one of the other things I started doing in the evening was I started working through author emails, setting up my lists. I went into book funnel and pointed one of my um, landing pages to, to put uh, contacts into there instead. Uh, I'm going to work on getting author email switched over. It's 1099 a month up to, I believe, 2,500. I also don't believe there's any difference in the three tiers they have other than the number of people you're sending to or the number of, uh, I guess, subscribership. I believe you get everything in all three tiers in terms of like auto responders and all that stuff. It's just based on the number of uh, subscribers you have. I think that's right. From what I remember, yeah. I looked at it some time ago. And I think when I finally get off my, my butt and actually you know, work on generating email contacts, I'm going to go with author email as well. Uh, if, if, I'm also thinking if for no other reason than the fact that it's now owned by Drafted Digital, and at some point, Drafted Digital will get around to doing something with it. Definitely, 
Yeah, it's actually nicer now than it was when I used it a few months ago. It's I think there I think something's happening with it because it does the the land, the front page looks a lot better. The menus look better in terms of how to select oh, things. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm also thinking about switching back to Grammarly. I know I paid for your pro writing aid, but pro, I don't like it. Pro writing aid is so intrusive on websites. You could be just scrolling your mouse across, across, and if it catches anything that's underlined, it's flashing it up on the screen, wanting you to do something. It drives me crazy. Grammarly does not do that. I also don't like their web page. It just seems like they're so. It's more complicated than what Grammarly was, and I really like Grammarly. I only did it because of that crime week. I wanted to see how it's gonna be different. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish I hadn't paid for a year, but I did, and it's not too long ago that I did that. So I may just get the get the um, extension off my Chrome and put Grammarly back on there. And maybe when I'm when I'm actually proofreading the books after I'm, I'm done with the edits, maybe then I'll use Pro Writing Aid just because I paid for it. But I don't I don't know. Uh, I'm just I, I just like Grammarly better. Yeah, see, I, I, I've never used Pro Writing Aid where it's a, an always live extension on your uh, uh, on your desktop or basically on your uh, browser. Uh, I only use it as a standalone app where I just open up specific files that I wanted to work with. So yeah, I could see how it could be annoying as heck. <laughs> and I do use it for like when I'm writing emails, I use it. And uh, cause I, you know, my grammar stinks when I'm typing, I put ellipses everywhere and, and uh, I still write it's with an apostrophe. I had to correct myself that one today when it was a, <laughs> you know, it just reminds me of weird Al seeing word crimes, yeah. which, <laughs> which I love. Um, and uh, yeah, and then in terms of my addicted to, I put um, just staying home because I didn't go golf Tuesday. I didn't go to work Thursday. I also didn't go out of town until yesterday. So I was pretty much home all week. It was great. Um, so yeah, I'll go with staying home was my addicted to. Yeah, I should put staying home down on mine too, because that's basically <laughs> what I did this week. Although it's pretty much every week. So I guess that really isn't addicted to, but also still air conditioning and sweating. I've been sweating a lot, cleaning out my pores. I'm going to have the complexion of a teenage girl by the time I'm done. <laughs> All right. In terms of my week coming up, uh, to what's today after after we're done here, I'm probably going to sit down and try to schedule a few Facebook posts. Um, Monday, I'm definitely going to work on my website. I'm really getting close on it. I don't know if I'll, I'll probably do that at lunch. I don't know if I'm going to do anything in the evening yet. We'll see. I tend to take Mondays off. Uh, Tuesday, I work from home. I have my golf league in the evening. Wednesday, I work from home. I'll try to write at some point, whether it be at lunch or afterward. Thursday, I'm back in the office. I will write at lunch. You should have seen me when I'm, I'm walking around the grocery store today, filling my cart up with a bunch of stuff that's no added sugar. And it's like, oh, I'll take that to work. Oh, that's going to be for work. I'm going to have like this giant shopping bag when I go into work on <laughs> Thursday of lunch. And I bought something for breakfast. I also bought, Guy Golf with today mentioned, uh, we were talking about different drinks that don't have sugar. And I, you know, I, I've been okay with Diet Pepsi. I don't like Diet Coke, but really Coke Zero and Diet Pepsi have been good. He told me to try Diet Dr. Pepper or zero sugar Dr. Pepper. And that's what I have right here. It's really good. It tastes darn near like Dr. Pepper. So I'm oh. pretty happy about it. Plus, I should check the bottle to make sure I, I bought the right thing. I hope I didn't buy the wrong thing. You know, I, I, I've drunk all those different diet drinks. And to me, they all basically taste the same. I don't really notice the difference between them and the sugar drinks. My wife, she, does, she oh. can just smell it and smell the glass. And she can tell whether it's got sugar in it or not. Man, I've are, never tried that, but I think I probably could too. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a big difference to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Friday, I'll work from home. I'll try to write again. And then it gets a little interesting on the weekend. I'm not golfing this weekend. Um, I'm heading down to Dayton. My niece is getting married. Uh, it's kind of a, you know, not to get into the details, but there's not a big wedding reception. Uh, we're probably going to do that next summer. 
uh, but they are getting married. So That's we are going to go down. This is Lindsay's daughter? Yeah. Paris? Yeah. Paris, yeah. We are going to go down and have a dinner at this really expensive steak restaurant. My dad said the cheapest one on there is like $59. Um, and then the, he said those two words that I don't ever like to hear, which is dress code. Uh, <laughs> so I, ha I have to check the website and see. I told him I'll wear my, I'll wear my good shorts if I, if I do it. <laughs> um, and I'm not afraid, by the way, to like not follow the dress code. What are they, they going to kick me out? Probably not. Maybe. I hope. Um, we also think that somebody else is going to pick up the bill. I'm pretty confident that there's a couple of people in this group that could pick up the entire bill. And I think that probably will happen, which make me happy. Um, so is this, is this like a rehearsal dinner or what? No, this is kind of a go down, sign some papers, have dinner oh, okay. and call it a day type of thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then Saturday, Sunday morning, we are going to uh, have breakfast with everyone and then come home. So I'm going to try to write on Saturday in the car on the way down or at the hotel after everything is over. I haven't decided yet. Depends on how the drive goes. And then Sunday, um, when we're back on the road, it's about a four hour drive, three and a half hour, four hour drive. So we're back on the road Sunday morning. I may try to write again in the car just to get some words down because Saturday and Sunday are my best days. And I'm going to, you know, basically not be able to write either of those two days. Uh, goal for the week. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure because I, I haven't decided what I want to do yet. Do I want to write the final chapter first or do I want to go in and start editing? I think I'm going to go in and start editing, um, uh, start at chapter one and, and just start editing. Wait until I have the story down before I write that last chapter. Because if I write that last chapter down, I'm going to end up changing it pretty big in, in the future. Um, mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to go back to chapter one now and start working on my edits. I don't really have a goal I'm not, because of the trip. I mean, I don't have a goal. The goal is just to make some progress because I don't, with the trips, I'm not sure how, how much I'm able to do. Um, yeah. So that's my goal. You know, and summertime is just not the time for goals. It's a time. That's to have true. That's yeah, true. Especially, especially up where you live where summertime is not all that long. It's not long enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my goals are basically going to be what I thought I was going to accomplish this week, but didn't. Uh, coming off the staycation first thing tomorrow. Uh, get to writing and working in the yard as the heat allows. Try to trade off between sweating and being clean in, in front of the computer screen. I'm going to go still with the, the goal that I ha had originally for this week, which was roughly 1,000 words a day. So if I get to 7,000 words by Sunday, I'll be happy. Uh, that's 7,000 new words probably in the – well, it'll either be in the serial – killer or the uh, urban fantasy i also want to go ahead and do some editing on my the vela episodes that are just sitting there stacked up waiting for me to get through them in order to post them try to get post at least a couple of them for each of the stories during the week so if i get to four by next sunday that'll make me happy as well and other than that get back on the promotion bandwagon uh each day basically you know dropping into the facebook groups um banging the drum for the Vela's that I have. I am, I've, I've just slipped over the $10 royalty mark for this month. I've done very, almost no promotion at all. I have the last couple of months been in the, right around the $60 mark for promotions. Um, $10 mark is the lower end of the formula that I have, I have come up with for what the bonuses will be. So I'm not going to be able to get too far away from that because it's not, you know, we've only got a few days, five days left in the month. Um, so I, I may get up to about 15 bucks, 15 to 20 bucks. And it'll be, I'm going to be really interested to see if I fall back from a $60 royalty mark down to 
15 bucks, whether you get penalized or if I'm still going to stay on that on that regression line that I've, I've come up with. Um, it'll be really interesting to see. So it'll be it'll be a good test of that. Yeah, no doubt. And I've, okay. I've got nothing that I wrote this week and I've got no real news items since I really didn't pay attention to anything writing during the week. I had put in here my chat GPT story of the week and I was going to talk about what I did with plotting the, the second book of the prequel to a novella trilogy, but I actually did that earlier in the podcast. Right. So I don't, right. just deleted it and don't need to do it now. So, so that is the uh, end of the podcast for this week. I will be back next week in time to podcast. I know that because we're going to oh, be pretty early on Sunday and I'll be back most likely by like one, two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Um, so if you want to talk to me, you can, you can email me jerry at jerryevanoff.com. Uh, the website is jerryevanoff.com. But if you look at some point in the next two weeks, Jerry Evanoff author could be the new one. And that's kind of my beta testing. That's what I'm going to test. I'm going to put stuff up there to see how it looks and make sure that it does the responsive. So if you look at a phone, it looks all right. And eventually I'll repoint jerryevanoff.com to that one. Um, but Jerry Evanoff author, it's it, right now, if you go to it, just this page under construction, but uh, there could be a website pop up there at some point. This reminds me of something I meant to ma- uh, mention earlier. I'll do it right here before you finish. Uh, we're hopefully getting to the point here where the OBS studio and uh, Video Ninja or whatever, using the combination that will be able to have uh, video along for this podcast. Is there, do we have a uh, new author podcast domain on YouTube? We yeah. do. Um, oh, yeah, we do on YouTube. We do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I, um, I assume we'll be posting the podcast will essentially both also be put out in syndication, but you are also going to develop it for YouTube as well. Right. Yeah. And there could be a time when we go in and like do a podcast where maybe we share our screen and we'll talk about what, what it is. So if you're listening audio wise, you won't miss out on anything, but there'll be a video version where you can actually see the screen. Okay, good. good. Uh, yeah. I want to do that. So is it, is it just youtube.com slash new author podcast? Let's see. Uh, no, it's not. I'm sure it's like youtube.com slash new author podcast and a whole bunch of numbers. I got to go in and set all that up, which I haven't done yet. All right. Uh, let's see. Twitter at Jerry 25 on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jerry Evanoff author. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash new author podcast. And some of those videos that we're talking about doing will go on the Patreon. Uh, some of them will go behind the paywall and, and the podcast will not, the podcast will never be a paywall thing, but some of the extra videos we do could, and then we're on Buy Me a Coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash Jerry Yeah, if you'd like to get in touch with me, my email address is rich at richcasey.com. Uh, and you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Casey himself. And check out my Vela stories on Amazon. Just go to the Amazon main page, type Rich Casey into the search bar, and they should pop right up. I, With the lack of promotion this month, my stories have fallen out of the top uh they were number one and number five, I believe, uh, the last time I mentioned them, in Cozy Mystery on Vela. I think the last time I looked, they were down to number three and six. But they're still hanging in there, considering I haven't done really anything. That's actually, I feel like that's pretty amazing that you haven't done much, but they're still in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. That just, well, it's a couple of things. Number one, uh, most people don't. In, that are in Vela from what I can see, they just don't really know how to promote and how to advertise. You know, they're, they're just, they're writing and they're putting stuff up there, but they're not really doing a lot to, to flog their stories. And they, you know, yes, the competition's a little bit lower in, in mystery and cozy mystery than it is say in romance on Vela, but there's still, from last time I looked, I believe there's still over like 2,500 stories in that. So a lot of them are just dormant. It's just like Amazon, like, like the main Amazon, uh, 
Kindle bookstore where there's millions and millions of story, but most of them are just dormant. You know, they might as well be archived somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no way. All right, everyone. No way. We'll find them unless they actually know a person's name and they're looking for it. Or, you know, they do a search and then they scroll to like page 360. That's right. Yeah. Which no one ever, I, I, I know, uh, I don't know if it's Dave Chesson or, you know, Kindle printer. I'm not sure who it is, but they've, they've done that thing before. Where they're like, if you're on page one, if you're at the top of page one, it's like X percentage of the time that you're going to get a click. And if you're second, it drops down this much. Right. And if you're on page two, it drops out way down this much. And it's, right. it's interesting how far it drops. Just if you're like the fourth or fifth one on the list versus like the first or second. Yeah. Because it's, it's not like going to the library and just kind of, or the bookstore and just scanning the shelves, you know, people are just going, they're going to take the first thing they see. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you all next week. Take care.